Welcome to the Functional Medicine Podcast with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. We're coming to you from McMinn Clinic in Birmingham, Alabama, where Dr. McMinn is an integrative and functional MD, and Lindsay Matthews is a registered nurse and IIN certified health coach. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest information on a wide range of topics in the field of functional medicine, which looks for the root cause of disease, and integrative medicine, which incorporates both conventional and alternative therapies. Our overall goal is to help you be the best that you can be in mind, body, and spirit. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without approval from your personal doctor. And now, on to the show with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. Hello, and a warm welcome to the Functional Medicine Podcast. It's good to have you with us today, and I thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Jim McMinn, and I'm here today with our co-host, Lindsay Matthews. However, before we get going, I have just a few quick announcements for you. First, just a quick heads up about this particular podcast. Most of our podcasts are quite family-friendly. However, today we're going to be talking about testosterone for men. So this may not be a good podcast for the little ones to be listening to. And before you women folk tune out, even though this podcast is about men's testosterone, you still might find it interesting and helpful, especially if you have a man in your life, either as a partner, a father, a friend, or a family member. And next, we're going to try to keep this podcast commercial-free so you won't be harassed by those annoying podcast ads. However, it does cost us money to produce this, not to mention lots of time and energy. So I'd like you to think about this as kind of like public radio and consider making a contribution so that we can keep this important information coming to you. There are a couple ways you can contribute. If you buy nutritional supplements, then consider purchasing vetted physician-grade supplements from my dispensary at Fullscript for a 15% discount. You can see that link in the show notes. You can contribute directly to the show via PayPal or by credit card at the support the show link in the show notes. Thanks in advance again for your support. One more thing, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notifications button. Also, you can find a rate and review link at the bottom of the show notes. Your positive reviews can really help the show grow. And while you're in the show notes, you can see my social media links as well. And now, without further delay, on to the show. Good morning, Coach Lindsay. It's so good to see you again. It's excellent to be back, Dr. McMahon. Thank you. And hello, listeners. Well, Coach, it's been too long since we did our last podcast. Uh, However, I have a great excuse, Coach. By the way, my wife says I'm wonderful at making excuses for not doing the things I should be doing. (laughs) Okay, Dr. McMahon. Well, share your excuse with us. Well, Coach, after 40 years of medicine, I finally retired from clinical practice back in December. Um, oh, my gosh, it feels so surreal at this point, Coach. Um, and certainly it's going to take some time to get used to this, but I'm excited to be entering a new chapter in my life and to have some time to pursue some other interests that I put on hold for all these years. But anyway, uh, closing the practice has been kind of demanding and took a lot of time and attention, so I didn't really have a chance to get around to the next podcast for a bit. Well... I guess that's a good reason, Dr. McMahon. We'll let you off the hook. And well, congratulations thanks, well, on your you, retirement. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, thank you from me and the thousands of patients that you've treated for over 40 years of service. I can attest personally to the life-changing impact of oh, your practice. Nice? And um, it's had on me and my husband and thereby mm-hmm, my children mm-hmm. and my family. And then just to be a part of your practice mm-hmm, and observe mm-hmm. that cascade for, um, like, like we said, countless of patients, you know, your practice, you were willing to listen. Mm -hmm. You always brought that loving kindness. Loving kindness. You brought the hope. And, you know, you also were willing to ask why and engage. And um, Dr. Whitman, you're always willing to expand your toolbox. You know, I've, I've... 
there was, you were just always reading and exploring mm-hmm. and you continue that. And, um, I think that is just such a sign of the physician that you are, that you deeply care and, um, gosh, the impact that that has. Mm-hmm. Um, so many are just, you know, just go to med school and kind of have their heads down and just do what they've been told. Um, but you, know, you expanded that. Well, you know, Coach, it's really interesting. You know, you, you learn uh, a certain philosophy of medicine in medical school and, and in regular clinical practice. But once you open your mind to functional medicine, oh, my gosh, there's so much to learn. You know, and uh, it, it's, it's a lifetime of learning, which is interesting uh, and, and challenging. And I love it. I love learning. Uh, I think to some people, they're not willing to do the woodshedding or homework that they need to do to really learn functional medicine because you got to go back to basics. Um, and, and, you know, you got to really expand your horizons. And uh, it takes time and energy and effort. But, uh, you know, I count my blessings every single day for the career I've had uh, for the, and for the patients who've uh, honored me with their, with their presence. But uh, one thing I'm going to try to do, Coach, uh, is to be more consistent with the podcast. Um, you know, running a medical practice and being a doctor has kept me pretty busy. But uh, now um, I hope that you all will see that these podcasts roll out more frequently and on a more consistent basis in the future. And my goal is to take some of the knowledge and experience and wisdom that I have accumulated over the past 40 years in medicine and to share it with you all through this podcast. In my practice, I always took what I call the Mother Teresa approach. Uh, people came to see me, and as Mother Teresa would say, one by one by one. I treated them, and I did my best to help them. However, now through the podcast, I get a chance to share the power of functional medicine with thousands of folks at a time. And I'm looking forward to cranking up uh, this functional medicine podcast a bit and having it uh, out on a more regular basis. And uh, now, uh, how about you, Coach? I've been talking too much about me. Uh, uh, what's going on in the life of you and your wonderful family lately? Well, that's exciting, Dr. McMahon. We're excited for this new chapter. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's just so much good things ahead. Um, oh gosh, my life is so full right now. I am so blessed. Um, two under three has got me busy. Um, but I love it. It's, it's so much fun just really focusing on just soaking up and being mm-hmm. present is where I'm at. Josiah is about to start walking oh, any day. Yes, He's about yes. to bust out those first steps. And Mary Ellen's just a talker. She just talks all the time. Is Josiah a, a, a power crawler? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and climber. Yes. You, you hear him coming. It's boom, 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 uh-huh. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah That's he, funny. He keeps us laughing. Yeah. We had two girls about 18 months apart. So we, we remember those days of having two little ones less than three. And they were challenging. And my wife, uh, Cheryl, worked full time. And I did too. And so... It was it was always a challenge. And those but, were back. Uh, was that in the ER days? That was in the you? ER days, but back in Boston, actually. Uh, and um, of course, we were away from family. We we were very blessed to have a a wonderful um, person who helped us. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Thelma, who was our yes, nanny. Yes, Thelma. And, yeah, Thelma, <laughs> Thelma was from Jamaica, so it's great. Great. I learned oh, a lot of uh, uh, Jamaican recipes from her, and also um, my girls to this day they love reggae music. Yes, <laughs> Bob <laughs> Marley was their, Bob Marley was their favorite uh, uh, singer. But anyway. So those were good times. Uh, but, uh, good. but a word of uh, wisdom to you, Coach. Um, enjoy every minute of it. They'll be going off to college before you know it. So yes. <laughs> it, yes. It passes so quickly. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, well, thank you so much for catching us up on the Matthews household. Um, uh, what a perfect little family. And please give them all my love. Um, but now let's get on to today's topic. In our practice, uh, um, we've never expressed a preference for seeing men or women. As it turns out, though, about three-fourths of our patients are women. Perhaps because women are more susceptible to, to some of the concerns and that, that overlap with our expertise, like chronic fatigue, autoimmune disease, fibro, dysautonomia, thyroid optimization, gut health, and many others. However, um, I do like seeing the guys, and fortunately, we've been able to see and help many men uh, with their concerns. And, you know, going back through the charts on our male patients, some of the more common concerns from men that were repeated as 
low energy, low mood, poor sleep, even some brain fog, and then cardiovascular concerns, high cholesterol, blood sugar issues, weight gain, um, and then the usual gut issues that we often see. However, in honesty, the most common complaints we hear from the men folk had to do with sexual function, like low libido or ED. That's what actually brought them in the door. And those concerns seem to be a really big deal to guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, Coach. Uh, um, so today we're going to spend some time talking about testosterone optimization for men. Because believe it or not, it overlaps with many of the concerns that Coach Lindsay just mentioned. Not just sexual function. Historically, we think about testosterone only as uh, for mus- muscle builders and for libido. Right. But in this podcast, we're going to make a case that it's about so much more. Uh, there are T receptors in just about every single cell in the body. Brain cells, bone cells, heart cells, and so on. So it's a big deal for overall health. Now, Coach, uh, I went into this uh, testosterone issue with really no particular agenda. I was not biased uh, about this. I was not pro-testosterone or anti-testosterone. However, the more I studied the science on this issue, the more I uh, got experience in the feedback from our patients, um, the the more convinced I was of the potential significant benefit of testosterone replacement therapy, which we're going to call TRT, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. um, as well as the safety of uh, testosterone therapy if done properly. However, uh, let me say up front that we never were a testosterone clinic per se. There are those kind of clinics around the country. That's all they do. That's not us. Uh, um, We're basically a general functional medicine clinic. Um, And we didn't look at the world through testosterone glasses and make any assumptions that every single guy who comes to the clinic needs to be on T. However, uh, uh, for instance, uh, with the complaint about fatigue, which is really one of our most common complaints, testosterone was just a part of the overall program, along with things like nutrition, gut health, restorative sleep, and many other tools in the toolbox. But if you did look at the um, the impact of testosterone on fatigue, it was a, it played a significant role. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's take a look at that, that low energy um, being the most common complaint for all of our patients. And so I've seen it with my own eyes that getting their testosterone optimized really helped these patients with energy. In fact, um, we can see that there's a prospective placebo study um, that was controlled just out of just published in 2022 in men with low low T and fatigue that showed a significant improvement in their fatigue scores with no increase in cardiovascular risk. Well, that's pretty cool, Coach. You know, some of these men folk that with low T come into the clinic with what I call grumpy old man syndrome. <laughs> now, my wife claims they named this, named this syndrome after me, Coach. Oh, well... Doc, I'm not going to take sides on that issue, although I will note that I have never known Dr. Cheryl to be wrong. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> not trying to throw you under the bus. However, I too have interacted with these guys in the clinic, and they do tend to be irritable, moody, and have that low energy, poor stamina, and of course the low sex drive that goes with it. These guys can be just plain old grumpy, and they don't want to be in their heart of hearts. They're super nice guys. It's just that low tease making them grumpy, and they can't can't help it. It's just the way they are, Coach. Uh, well, you know, I think it's Mother Nature's cruel joke. Um, mm-hmm. I call it the aging process. A man's testosterone level tends to peak about 18 to 25 years old, and from there is generally a gradual downhill slide into a state called andropause, which is the male's version of uh, what we call menopause. But instead of uh, having hot flashes and night sweats, we men folk tend to get grumpy and we lose our mojo. Um, you know what mojo is, Coach, right? Right, uh, yeah. Yep. Energy, uh, life force <laughs> energy. But anyway, my dad was a farmer. So I'm going to use an animal husbandry analogy. Uh, Taking away a man's testosterone is Mother Nature's way of making the old bulls irrelevant uh, and go out to pasture while the younger, more virile bulls take over. Now, didn't we have a patient that had a little... uh 
little jingle about getting your mojo back yeah, with yeah, Dr. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was That's Robert. A good yeah, one. Sure did. Yeah. Um, so aside from being grumpy, these low T guys also don't seem to have any interest in life. It's not just that they're not interested in sex. They also have let their other interests and hobbies go to the wayside. Nothing really turns them on or gets them going anymore. They, they don't want to get up out of the recliner, out of that lazy boy, off the couch. And so because of this, they don't hit the gym like they used to for exercise. They just don't have that motivation. And when they stop exercising, then we kind of start going into a snowball. They get more lethargic, gain more weight. And so we have this increased fat mass and they lose muscle mass and it just leads down into that metabolic dysfunction picture, which then contributes to things like inflammation or inflammaging, as some people might Mm -hmm. say, more heart disease, more diabetes and your brain aging. So eventually, uh, this loss of muscle mass can proceed to something called sarcopenia, which is muscle wasting, and even to what I call frailty syndrome. Uh, When this happens, uh, then we have more difficulty getting around, ambulating, getting up out of chairs, or even getting off off the floor, and uh, sometimes difficulty with our just activities of daily living. A study from Mayo Clinic Proceedings uh, concluded that testosterone is a major predictor of skeletal muscle mass. Interestingly, studies have found that TRT not only increases muscle mass, but also reduces fat mass. So it's a metabolic win-win for us guys, Coach. I have found that it was often that wife or partner who sent the guys in to get checked out because they missed their vibrant partners. They missed Mm -hmm. their hubbies. They were tired of putting up with the grumpy old man syndrome, and there was no longer any intimacy in their relationship. So the guys came in under duress, kicking and screaming the whole way. My wife told me I needed to come in here kind Mm -hmm. of deal. Mm -hmm. But once they got tuned up on the TRT, that testosterone replacement, and started feeling better, they were universally grateful. The wives were happy and everybody just seemed to be back where they were before. You know, Coach, I remember those guys coming in, and I'd say, I'd say so uh, why are you here today? And they say, my wife made me come in. So right, uh, they, right. They, they, they definitely didn't want to be there. But uh, anyway, I, I always consider it an act of love that they, that they came. But yes. uh, anyway, so getting their tea back up to optimal levels seemed to give these guys more mojo, more spring in their step. And I call testosterone the get-off-the-couch hormone. Um, uh, having a healthy tea level tends to improve a man's sense of well-being, which is uh, really important. An article from the journal uh, Aging Male stated that testosterone replacement therapy improves the quality of life significantly in these men who present with low T. Some of those other signs and symptoms that guys experience when their T levels drop include insomnia, falling like falling asleep after dinner, changes in body composition, especially with that reduced muscle mass, lack of confidence, low mood, decreased enjoyment in life in general, poor memory, attention, and concentration. Some other diseases associated with low T uh, are a loss of bone density, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, strokes, uh, memory problems, dementia, Alzheimer's, as well as a loss of drive and competitive edge. An age-adjusted study from the Archives of Internal Medicine actually concluded that men with low testosterone uh, actually had an increase in mortality. Whoa, coach, that's death. Right. We are getting way beyond just libido and muscles here. We are, for sure. Um, There was another study looking at T and mortality that was a prospective placebo-controlled study published in the Journal of European Society of Endocrinology, and it found that testosterone deficiency is associated with an increased mortality risk and that testosterone replacement therapy significantly improves survival in men with type 2 diabetes. Well, type 2 diabetes, Coach, that affects about 35 million Americans and about... 
462 million people globally. So just think about the positive impact that TRT could have on uh, these, uh, these, this many people. Right. Um, another study published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology found a significant reduction in mortality for treated versus untreated men with low testosterone. And so this applies to all men with low T and not just diabetic men. So just to dispel this myth about testosterone causing prostate cancer as well, there was no difference in the mortality rates from prostate cancer in the group treated with testosterone versus the controlled group. Yeah, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more later. But uh, some of the sexual repercussions of low T on a guy include low desire. I think that's really the main one, but also decreased arousal, poor erections, uh, difficulty achieving orgasm, um, reduced intensity of orgasms, decreased ejaculatory fluid, and a greater refractory period, which just means that it takes him longer to circle back around and have sex again the next time. Right. Um, so testosterone replacement therapy has some potential benefits that could include improved mood, energy, denser bone tissue, better skin collagen and oil production, improved memory, concentration, more muscle mass, less fat mass, improved bone density, better cardiovascular health, um, decreased rates of diabetes, less overall inflammation, improved confidence, improved sexual desire and performance, improved activities of daily living, just a better outlook on life an improved sense of well-being and better overall quality of life. So that's a lot well, that's of That's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Right? it? Once again, it's not just muscles and libido as exactly. a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as with many of the things we do in medicine, there has been some controversy about TRT. And uh, at one point, there was some concern about worsening cardiovascular outcomes. Um, I know there was an article in JAMA about that, which I think was uh, soundly debunked. Um, however, uh, I think those uh, issues, for the most part, have not really um, proved to be true. Um, uh, Dr. Morgenthaler uh, out of Harvard wrote this wonderful book called Testosterone for Life, uh, and I think uh, that's really my favorite book on this subject. You might want to check that out. Um, and also numerous uh, scientific studies have shown uh, that uh, a lot of those um, uh, myths have just not borne out to be true. For instance, a meta-analysis published in the journal Lancet in 2020, hot off the press, concluded that we found no evidence that testosterone increased short-term or medium-term cardiovascular risk in men with hypogonadism. Excellent. And then here's another 10-year study that looked at men with a high risk of heart attack or stroke, and they found that men in the T group actually had a reduction in heart attack, strokes, and death as compared to the control group without the T. They also found that the testosterone-treated men had improvements in cardiovascular risk markers such as obesity, glycemic control, lipid patterns, and the C-reactive protein, which is, of course, a marker for inflammation. And finally, on the heart disease issue, a study from the journal Atherosclerosis concluded that TRT produced beneficial effects with lowered total cholesterol and a lower bad cholesterol, which is called the LDL. So let's turn over to the effects of testosterone on the brain, which I think is just fascinating. So there's testosterone receptors all over the brain. Testosterone increases dopamine in the brain, which is, of course, that neurotransmitter that gives the brain energy, power, and voltage. Um, like other hormones, testosterone has powerful effects on how we think and how we act. Yeah, the positive effects of tea on the brain first came to my attention with Dr. Bredesen's excellent book called The End of Alzheimer's. The professor uh, in that book states that testosterone supports the survival of neurons, and he points out that men with the lowest T levels have the greater risk of Alzheimer's disease. Yes. In fact, hormone decline is an antecedent to attention deficits and memory decline. A study published in JAMA demonstrated that testosterone levels were much lower in folks with Alzheimer's disease versus controls. 
And, and by the way, let me just mention, uh, I think by now you all know what JAMA is. It's the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is probably one of the top two or three journals in the world. So it's, it's pretty legit. Um, in Dr. Bredesen's book about Alzheimer's disease, he points out that TRT blocks amyloid production in the brain, which is thought to be one of the key factors for the development of uh, Alzheimer's. You know, it's one thing to document that low testosterone is associated with Alzheimer's disease, but it's another thing to establish the benefit of testosterone therapy for treatment of Alzheimer's disease. So it's important to note that a study published in the journal, The Aging Male, looked at males with Alzheimer's disease, and they found that the group that was treated with T actually improved after a year, whereas the control group deteriorated, as would be expected. Now, let's, uh, let's stop for a moment and, and, and think about that, Lindsay. That's profound, because if you think of uh, Alzheimer's, it's, it's progressive deterioration. Right. So the, the fact that these guys came back after a year and they were better than they started, that's significant. Yes, right. and how come we're not hearing more about that? <laughs> well, it's because you know? uh, we look at the world through traditional medical symptom pill glasses. We're trying to, to find a drug for Alzheimer's, but there is no drug for Alzheimer's, and, and I don't think there ever w really will be. Uh, um, I think we have to look at these uh, underlying factors that contribute to brain health, uh, and, uh, and um, these uh, hormones are called neurotropic factors. They tend to improve uh, brain health. So I, I think that uh, medicine is just too stuck in its symptom pill box, and we need to break out of that and, and look at all these other things like with diet, exercise, uh, restorative sleep, uh, and, and all these things that can help with uh, overall brain health. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of stop for a moment and really appreciate the, the, that, that amazing fact that the T group was actually better after a year. Right. Um, so studies from JAMA also show that t testosterone improves spatial memory in patients with Alzheimer's and mild cognitive impairment as compared with uh, placebo. And an article from the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism stated that T, testosterone correlated with cognitive function, and TRT improves cognitive function. Another article from the journal Neurobiology of Aging found that higher free testosterone was associated with a better performance on tests of memory, executive function, and spatial ability. They also uh, noted improved cerebral blood flow and reduced risk of Alzheimer's disease with a higher testosterone. Love it. Perhaps the effects of testosterone in the brain are best summarized in an article from Harvard Medical School, which states the following, memory is the most fragile mental function. With age, new learning is slower, new information is processed less carefully, and details often slip. These changes give rise to the senior moment in healthy elders and to the to cognitive impairment and dementia in others. Testosterone declines with age just when memory begins to slow. Studies have found some connections. Higher testosterone levels in midlife have been linked to better preservation of tissues in some parts of the brain. And in older men, higher testosterone levels have been associated with better performance on cognitive tests. Well, all right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for the brain effects of tea. Let's, uh, but while we're uh, talking about science, let's uh, talk about some other things uh, uh, that will... Uh that are affected by testosterone. As we mentioned earlier, low T can result in unwanted mood changes uh, like depression and the old grumpy old man syndrome we talked about. A meta-analysis uh, also published in JAMA Psychiatry included, concluded that testosterone treatment was associated with a significant reduction in depressive symptoms and particularly uh, in participants who received the higher dose regimens. A study published in the journal Endocrine Today found significant progressive and sustained reductions in type 2 diabetes with testosterone replacement. 
Another interesting study published in JAMA Network uh, uh, showed that um, having a normal versus low testosterone was actually protective for COVID. That's kind of interesting. Love yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. Numerous studies have clearly shown that testosterone replacement can significantly improve sexual desire and improve ED. So uh, over the years, we've had a lot of guys who came to see us that didn't really feel awful, but they uh, and they didn't really have a, a disease per se. So these are the kind of guys who would go there primary care doctor or whatever, and they would just get a pat on the back and said, oh, you know, you're just stressed out or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, they just kind of felt sort of blah. They sort of sleepwalking through life. Uh, and one of the concepts we've always uh, championed at McMinn Clinic was the concept of optimization. Right. Um, the goal of this is to help each person be the very best version of him, himself or herself. And that included things like energy, mood, sexual function, as well as disease prevention. What we want to do, Lindsay, is just live a robust life, not a sleepwalking life, Right. I love that, Dr. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so we always start with a thorough history and physical exam, and then we'd usually do a questionnaire to assess clinical symptoms that might be related to low T. Since most men with testosterone deficiency had a combination of low T on labs, and at the same time they had plenty of symptoms which correlated with that picture, that is the definition of testosterone deficiency, when you have that combination of low T on the labs and then the clinical symptoms that corroborate or correlate with that low T. Now, we have seen some guys who come in with low T on their labs, but they felt great, and uh, their energy was good, mood was fine, uh, love life was satisfactory. And these individuals, we often just took a wait-and-watch approach. But if a guy had uh, low labs and the symptoms, we usually recommended a TRT program with the bioidentical testosterone to get them up into the upper half of what we call the normal human physiologic T range based on labs. We never attempted to get these guys into a super physiologic muscle builder type T range. In the vast majority of these men, um, uh, they really made a dramatic difference for them, and we witnessed this over and over and over again. And by the way, Coach, that word bioidentical, uh, we've mentioned that many times before on the podcast, but it's really important to emphasize that uh, the testosterone we're giving is the exact same testosterone as they already have in their body. The molecular structure is identical. And, and then also when assessing the labs on these patients, it's important that we calculate what's bioavailable of that testosterone. So the bioavailable level is the number that you want to manage, not the total testosterone level. The total T level can be deceptive and make the patient and the provider think that they're normal when really, in fact, they're actually low. So some of the total T can be bound with a protein, which makes it unusable in your body. So that bioavailable T, that calculation is the amount of testosterone that's actually available for the body to use. Again, it's the usable amount um, where it sometimes that usable amount can be low and even within a completely normal total T. So we have this kind of deceptive picture. So mm-hmm. this is especially true in men as we get older that we have that normal T but low bioavailable. You know, I saw this so many times, uh, Lindsay, um, uh, guys would come in and um, the primary care doctor has said, there's nothing wrong with your tea, it's normal, but uh, they never bothered to check the free tea or the bioavailable tea. And so um, so I think that, uh, once again, um, especially as we get older, there, there's often a discrepancy there. But once you check the bioavailable, they're often low. Um, and some labs will calculate this bioavailable tea for you if you ask for it, uh, Other, but most labs don't. But it's easy to calculate. Um, you just find a good testosterone calculator on your iPhone, just plug in three numbers, the total T albumin, and SHBG, and the calculator will spit out the bioavailable T for you. 
These labs need to be ordered by your provider, or there are some labs you can order them yourself. We won't go into that today, um, but uh, you're going to have to have those three labs uh, to calculate your uh, bioavailable. There are apps that are available to do that, uh, or you can just Google bioavailable testosterone calculator, and you'll find lots of options. I just use the first one that pops up on Google, which is called www.isam.ch. I'll spell that out for you, www.issam.ch. It's free, and it does a good job. Excellent. And so, you know, of course, we can um, fix this low bioavailable level with testosterone replacement therapy. We can help that. But there's other ways also that we can naturally improve testosterone levels. So I want to make mention of those as well. So there's the herbal adaptogen ashwagandha root, fenugreek seeds, um, mira palma, regular exercise, especially focused on that strength work. Um, more sexual activity can help um, augment your own testosterone levels. And of course, that balanced diet with good protein, good fats, avoiding those bad fats, and veggies. We, of course, want to optimize our BMI and avoid obesity. Lots of studies out there with correlating higher um, BMI levels and lower testosterone levels. We want to minimize our stress and thereby also our cortisol, optimize our cortisol levels, <laughs> um, which, you know, that hormone can affect um, our testosterone production. Of course, getting in that sunshine and keeping our vitamin D optimized, getting plenty of restorative sleep. And then um, a biggie here, um, especially today, increasingly every day, avoiding xenoestrogens like plastics, pesticides, etc. These are endocrine disrupting chemicals that um, may truly lower T levels. Yeah, Coach, there are numerous uh, options available to treat low T, uh, and these include uh, shots, creams, gels, pellets, and lately they've been making some pretty good progress on the T patches. Um, now, I don't recommend the oral testosterone at this time, however. Um, uh, there is an oral pill called Clomid, which is not testosterone, but it's basically uh, a drug that we use to... Uh, uh, activate the man's own testicles to crank out more testosterone. It's really a case-by-case basis as to which delivery method works uh, best for each patient. There are a couple important things that your provider will have to keep an eye on during a testosterone treatment program. The main concerns to keep an eye on are the, your clinical response to therapy, the bioavailable testosterone level, blood thickness, and estradiol levels. And it's up to you and your provider to manage those things. Some potential side effects uh, to consider and to keep in mind, including um, uh, decreased sperm count, uh, a possible increase in sleep apnea, gynecomastia, which is breast swelling, uh, uh, facial or back acne, and some men experience uh, um, increased scalp hair loss with TRT. Um, if the patient is younger, then he may want to have some kind of, uh, might want to have some kids someday, and he should only enter this uh, TRT program with caution and with the understanding that, of the risk and benefits of the TRT program on fertility. If these, do, if these men do proceed with the TRT program, then I usually recommend that he uh, donate some sperm to a sperm bank just in case he needs it someday. Um, and speaking of sperm counts, an article from the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism found that T levels are declining worldwide. Um, and, you know, I found an article from Urology Times that was published in 2020 that had a findings that suggested as much as a 22 to 25 percent decrease in testosterone levels across all age groups. And that Isn't was, that interesting? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fascinating um, and, and alarming, really, yeah, Dr. Right, McMinn. Right, right. Um, so, for example, you know, you take a 25-year-old in 1999, and that's an, another 25-year-old here in 2016, and the level was 25 percent right, less right. between those two mm-hmm. same age group mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um so, 
it's just across the generations. And we see that same trend with sperm counts. So most experts think that this is due to environmental toxins, especially the endocrine disrupting chemicals like pesticides or I always have trouble with this word, phthalates. Phthalates. Phthalates, thank you. From plastics and personal care products, um, which unfortunately are everywhere. They are, they are, they are. um, So um, it's really almost impossible to stay away from plastics, but but as best we can, uh, it's helpful. Um, For those listeners who who haven't heard our podcast on toxins, go back and check that out. very relevant with this topic, yes. So there are some men, and this rarely happens only with high doses, that can become overly aggressive and can have too much libido for their relationship and this usually requires uh, just proper follow-up and monitoring uh, and good communication and some dosage adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, some men will get some testicular shrinkage with the testosterone administration. So to prevent this or treat this, we would sometimes use HCG injections along with the testosterone. So HCG stands for human chorionic gonadotropin. Some men also find that that HCG helps them in other ways, such as improved mood, better libido, better erections. It can also help to maintain sperm counts. So this regimen requires two more injections per week, though, with that HCG, so it can be costly. So, um, And also, just as a note, that that would be an off-label use for HCG. So mm-hmm. just things to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of side effects, it appears to be a myth that TRT causes prostate cancer or BPH, which is benign prostatic hypertrophy. But an article from Mayo Clinic Proceedings stated that there is, quote, there is no clinical evidence that the risk of either prostate cancer or BPH increases with TRT, end quote. And Dr. Morgan Toller, professor at Harvard Medical School, followed up by stating that there is not now, nor has there ever been a scientific basis for the belief that TR, that testosterone causes prostate cancer to grow. Excellent. Um, that's good news. It's good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and for those guys with ED, testosterone may be synergistic with drugs like Cialis or Viagra. So taking tea along with those drugs can produce that desired result better than just taking the drug alone. There are a few contraindications to TRT, uh, and these include uh, an active prostate cancer, uh, a breast cancer, and guys do get this too, uh, untreated prolactinoma, which is a type of brain tumor. Uh, and a relative contraindication may include high uh, PSA levels, um, uh, high hemoglobin or hematocrit, and sleep apnea. Um, and of course, it's also important to be careful of the possibility of rub off if you're using a tos- topical testosterone cream or gel. So the, any um, patient that's using that has to be careful not to rub that tea onto the partner, kids or pets. So just to be clear, this podcast is intended just to be a simple overview of the TRT issue for the listening public. It is not intended to be an exhaustive review of the subject. Uh, Folks interested in TRT will need to work with a qualified provider who can put together a customized program and do the proper screening, monitoring, and dosage adjustment. Unfortunately, in medical school, uh, doctors learn very little about T. And to this day, most doctors won't prescribe it just because it's not in their wheelhouse. Um, I think doctors tend to be somewhat risk-averse, which is is fine. Uh, um, uh, But uh, although this is getting better. I think you'll find more and more doctors out there prescribing it. Um, so uh, you might have to look around a bit to find a provider who will work with you to get your tea optimized. And uh, you might be able to find uh, such a provider at ifm.org if you can't find uh, somebody otherwise in your local community. And then as already previously mentioned, Dr. McMinn, you mentioned that excellent book, Testosterone for Life by Abraham Morgan Taylor, um, who's a doctor and associate clinical professor at Harvard Medical School. So that would be an excellent book to pick up and learn more on this topic. 
So the decision to get on T is very personal, and it's between you and your provider. Uh, however, one consideration is to do a brief what I call thought experiment. Uh, take a look at your life right now. Assess uh, how you're doing, and um, also look at uh, your bioavailable T levels. Um, keep in mind that if your levels are, are only that they're only going to get worse over time, uh, at least for most guys, and ask yourself the question as to whether TRT would help you now in your current situation to, to live a more robust life, and also project out 5, 10, 15 years uh, with the two different scenarios, you without T and you with optimized T, and which you is going to be the better version of yourself with a more robust living. I love that thought experiment. Yeah, I think we yeah, got to yeah. apply that to yeah. everything in our life. Yeah, really. I, I, I think so. You know? I think so. Because, I mean, uh, you know, you can think about, okay, well, right now I'm doing okay. Uh, um, but then if I look at uh, most guys, uh, you know, 60, 65, 70 years old who are on T versus guys who are not on T, I think there's a difference. I really do. And so if you're a guy who's maybe 55 and your kind of life is maybe ho-hum, uh, uh, if you think about, okay, what's it going to be like in 5, 10, 15 years? Because from this point of view, it's only going to get worse. Yes. Right. That'll about do it for this episode of the Functional Medicine Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you were, we were able to share something with you that was helpful. And please take a moment to go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Uh, these reviews really do make a difference. And uh, please help this podcast grow by telling your friends and family about us. And we want to give a quick shout out to Miss Cindy McMinn, our executive assistant. Thank you, Cindy, for your research and your help. And now, Lindsay, please uh, send us out with a final Coach Lindsay Pearl of Wisdom. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Mack. You know, I just want to reiterate this testosterone issue is not going away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not something we can just table and talk about later. It's really something we need to bring to the forefront. And, you know, it's not just um, for aging Um Aging-wise, it's the studies are showing this is affecting our men earlier and earlier with increasing rates. Um, so even as we sound the, the alarm bells here, let's reiterate the solution. And always, always with functional medicine, mm-hmm, we go right. back to our pyramid of wellness. Right. We go back to attending those basics, um, to that healthy weight maintenance, getting in that good exercise, um, attending to those basics of diet and um, metabolism where we're avoiding the sugar, um, we're optimizing the exercise, and we can make that um, impact. And then mm-hmm. we use that expanded toolbox with TRT. And wow, we have a lot of hope here. Yeah, that's right. And I do also want to make the point that tea is very natural to you. And, and what we're giving you is the same is what you already have. Don't think of it necessarily as a drug. Like if you're low on potassium, you eat a banana, right? Well, if you're low on testosterone, you take testosterone. It's kind of the same type of thing. Uh, um, but uh, um, anyway, I, I also want to uh, reiterate that we're going to circle back around probably next time and talk about women and testosterone. I think you'll, y'all will be really surprised at the benefits also for, for women. It's kind of interesting. You know, we think about testosterone as a man's hormone, but women have it too. And we think about estrogen as a woman's hormone. Men have that too. So uh, it goes both ways. Um, but um, anyway, well, that should wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is Dr. McMinn. And Coach Lindsay. Take, Take care, care and, and be well. well.